Sprints out. Looking. Stops. In trouble. He gets decked at the 30-yard line. Wow. What a hit. And that's Perry on Winfrey. Here's Mertz. In the pocket, he gets rocked. Wow. Daxton Hill shot out of a pin. In reverse into the hands of Presley. Presley, the wide receiver, just got lit up. J.L. Skinner laying the wood. Welcome to the Debbie IDP grind. Uh, no Hollywood tonight. Instead, you get the dynamic duo of myself, Justice, and Brock. How you doing tonight, Brock? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I just, watching that intro and watching Graham, Graham Merch get crushed, <laughs> that reminded me, like, I mean, just, I watched that game, uh, I don't know, was it Thursday night, Friday night, that Florida spring game. And, man, Florida just looks... I don't even know what to say. They look terrible. I don't know if you caught it or not. but uh, No, I, I read a little bit on it, and I guess, yeah, it wasn't good, or maybe their defense is really great is maybe the hope for uh, the Florida faithful down there, I guess. But, uh, I mean, Mertz isn't really all that impressive, so I don't know going – you know, um, uh, Richardson really bailed out that offensive a lot last year, and – I mean, I don't know. Nap- Napier's not exactly known for dynamic offenses or anything either. No, he isn't. And, like, and that one-dimensional power running game isn't going to live in the SEC. You know, you got to you got to be able to do a little bit of everything. I think so. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. He's got some good recruiting classes coming in, but this might be kind of a transition year as they go to Mertz or whoever else they decide to play at quarterback and stuff. So. I mean, personally, I, w- I didn't think it was a great hire to begin with. I thought he would kind of be in over his head. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't looked at their schedule, but I don't even know if they win two or three games. I mean, maybe they have two or three cupcakes that they will, but they they they, they looked really, really bad. Yeah, um, I don't know. I haven't. Uh... It, you know, I, I don't – do you think – I mean, I, I don't know if they, they look – they only win two or three games. Do you think – they're going to fire Napier after year two. I don't know. Well, I mean, they're they're, they're not a patient uh, school, exactly. right? And then why should they be? I mean, you're you're in Florida, right? You're in like the uh, mecca of college recruiting, and you should be able to be better. But I mean, some of that's the shit that was left behind for him too. So yeah, like the, there, there's lots of things that are going on within that program that I don't feel like are necessarily like his fault, but. You know, he's going to be the one to take the blame for him. You know, like the whole Rashada thing, like I don't necessarily think he had anything to do with that, but it's still, you know, egg on your face kind of moment, you know. So anyway, um, don't really have a lot of news tonight. The the only thing, I guess, that I've seen recently that I thought might be worth talking about in terms of news is Bear Alexander. Alexander, uh, defensive tackle from Georgia, has announced that he's entering the portal. Um, He was – Five-star recruit, is that right? He was pretty highly ranked. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that's a recruiting cycle. Yeah, either a high four or high five, and already uh, moving on to less competition. So, Yeah, I mean, kind of – I don't know if you heard anything, but kind of what I heard was it seemed like he was kind of in line to start this year, but then I guess the sense I got was maybe he was very immature, 
And as a result of some of that immaturity, maybe he got demoted and he didn't like that too much. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of rumors, hearsay. Well, and it's, I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, I don't know how high he would have been up. But, I mean, Georgia's kind of a wait, a wait your turn system right now on defense, right? I mean, you go there and I think your expectation is you don't play a whole lot as a freshman. You get some reps as a sophomore and you shine as a junior and you get drafted to the NFL. And, yeah, I, mean, uh, I think he would have played for him this year. Oh, yeah, he for sure would have, I think. I mean, they lost. I think it would have been a, a fairly decent part of their defense. Yeah. But, you know, I guess the, the rumors are either USC or Texas, I think, are going to get him. And Man, probably over has the most NIL money out there for him. Was I think they used the word his caretaker. I don't know necessarily who that is but or what that necessarily means. He was at the USC was at game. The USC spring game. game. Whatever that means. So, I don't know. So, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be the – Talking about USC, you know, if that wouldn't be the first time, like, in my opinion, that they kind of tampered with a player, but I don't ever see the NCAA doing anything about it. Nah, it's all like the Wild West right now, man. Just whatever happens, happens. I mean, they kind of did it with – they. I think they definitely did it with Jordan Addison last season. So, you know, it's – until someone's hands get slapped, it's just going to continue to happen and get worse probably. Yep. Well, I thought they get some, like, strict – uh guidelines in place which is probably you might be too late for that now so right yeah it's like it's like now the, the horse is out of the barn it's kind of hard to put him back in the barn something like that <laughs> so uh this week's topic we're going to talk about uh, a rookie draft an idp only uh, rookie draft that uh, me myself um Brock and uh, Hollywood all participate in. I, I'm pretty new to the league. I was asked to asked to join like I don't know, maybe three weeks before this draft happened. Um, it's a very it's a it's a position specific league. So you start defensive end, defensive tackles, cornerbacks, safeties, uh, linebackers, and it's IDP only. There's no offensive players at all in the league. Um, the scoring is also very position specific, and maybe I don't know if Brock can maybe talk a little bit more to that. But basically, they're not scored the same. Like a tackle, a, a tackle is not scored the same points for all the positions. No, it's it's pretty. I mean, um, so me and uh, my buddy Duje um, sat down. Like, I mean, this has been like so. This is the I want to say fourth year of the league, and. I don't know. I guess it must have been like uh, COVID time. <laughs> we uh, we sat down one day and we were just kind of shooting the shit, and we started like pen, like working together on like a defensive scoring system, and kind of came up with the one for this league. I would I would wager to bet that there's probably no scoring like it, right? I mean, defensive tackles you can be you can build a team a lot of different ways and have relevance with it. Um, probably with the ex- exception of building a strong corner group would probably be the one thing that doesn't make any sense in this league. So, um, you know, it, it's weighted. I think it helps out. I think that, you know, you see value in what NFL players actually do as far as when they hit the box score, of course, um, you know, that that's, they have to do that at some point in time, you know, so it's not like a, a, a mythical PFF number that you don't know what it means necessarily. But, um, you know, so when we, we did that, I think we came up with a pretty, decent scoring system for it. So, you know, you're not always saying that you have to take a linebacker. You're not always saying that, you know, guy, all you need to draft is edge rushers or whatever, right? It puts deep, you know, safeties are in play, defense tackles are in play. 
Um, you know, Petrie might have been a top – I'm not looking at it – might have been a top 10 scoring player in this league last year based on the season he had. You know, I'm not saying he's a top 10 player, but, I mean, the guy had, what, 150 tackles and six interceptions or something like that, you know. So, um, you know, so that's how we uh, we did it. And so I think it came up uh, – it came out pretty good. And so this has been our uh, third rookie draft that we've had after the startup. We always do it before the NFL draft, um, you know, because, you know, part of what we wanted to do in this league was have – your player evaluation before landing spot taken into account and kind of, so it's kind of a semi semi Debbie league based on that. Right. You know, you're not really cherry picking. Oh, this guy was drafted by the Cardinals and he's going to get all the reps because they have nobody else there. So I'm going to take him, you know, where your, your talent evaluation kind of plays into it somewhat. And, you know, there's, there's some luck with guys, not really luck, but like, finding guys later on that get drafted as opposed to guys that don't, you know, cause that means a lot for what this guy might do in the future. So. Yeah. The, the, I think this thing that stood out to me the most um, when you asked me to join this league was defensive tackle scoring. So I'm looking at the scoring from last year. I mean, you mentioned uh, Jalen Petre. He was 22nd overall. No, I was way off. But in, in the top 10, there were one, two, three, four defensive tackles in the top ten. Yeah, I was gonna say Payne and uh Payne, Christian Wilkins, Quinnen Williams, and Jonathan Allen. They were all in the Allen. top they were in the top nine. Yeah. So, well and uh and uh oh Darnold or Darnold Donald was probably on a PPG basis to be in that, right? So um almost half the top nine were all defensive tackles. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's cute, and they and they are. I mean, those are the guys that anchor a defense. Like, if you look at good defenses, I mean, they don't they don't show up and they don't get any credit for shit. But I mean, you you build your teams in the trenches in the NFL still. So I I mean I I like that about the league, and but I also like the fact that you can still kind of go old school and you can, you know, build a productive linebacker unit and 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 do it. So I, I, it gives you a lot of options. You know, it's not the you know, the old school way that, well, no, you just, you just draft linebacker after linebacker for linebacker for linebacker and your defense will be good. Right. You have to right, kind of a couple of edge guys. And yeah. I mean, you, you can, you can think outside the box and go get some different players and, you know, it can really benefit, you know, you can, you can, have, you can do some different things and not just have to be, uh, you know, the same old, same old. So. Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of what I'm, I'm not a big NFL fantasy person. Um, it's not, I, I, don't, I prefer not to play it like if it's by itself. I, I, I can tolerate it when it's tied to a you know, campus can or a college. Um, but what didn't me about this league, other than it just being defense only, was the thing you mentioned about um, the draft being before the actual NFL draft, right? So that that's a, a difference that I really appreciated. And, and you know, and I saw as a big big benefit to you know someone like me Hollywood, where we play college IDP. So we know a lot more about these guys than perhaps you know other other folks that, that don't do. So that really that kind of intriguing and you know another reason why I ultimately decided to join the league. Um the team that I took over, they weren't that great and uh they really lacked defensive tackles. Um and so that was kind of, when I saw that and saw scoring, I, that was kind of like, 
that was really focused on mine on this draft was fantastic. Um, if there was a strength of my team, it was definitely uh, the defensive end. You know, I had abundance of quality defensive ends. I really had zero defensive tackles. So that was kind of, and I had no depth that, uh, no depth at linebacker or cornerback or safety, really. So I would say defensive tackle and linebacker were kind of my two main priorities um, when I, when I uh, went into this draft. And also just getting younger. So I guess you want to start with the, uh, the first round here of the draft. Yeah, yeah, you did. You, you took on a challenge. I don't think the team was great. And um, I mean, I think the one thing in, in any leagues is kind of uh, off the, the, the normal path, right? You have teams that aren't very well taken care of sometimes. And, you know, you jumped into it. And, um, you know, I think if you stick around for the long haul, you'll be fine. And it should be, a, like yeah. I said, it's a fun league. It's my, this is outside of my original or my, uh, you know, the, the campus Canton um, ID. IDP uh, league that I have. This is my favorite league. I just, I just love it. I think it's a blast. There's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of good owners in it. You know, we, you mentioned, uh, um, you know, Hollywood's in it with us, of course. Um, Kyle. Kyle's in it, you know. Um, Doc, if anybody follows the, I think it's the Fright Night Fantasy Football stuff is in there. Trip, um, Trip you know, is like the, the guru of IDP pretty much, and he's in that league. Um, yeah, you know, so I, there, there's a lot of a lot of guys that kind of you know that are uh, you know pretty well invested in fantasy football and want to you know want a league to succeed. So I think that's pretty cool about this league too. So, um, but yeah, I think we'll like we'll go through a couple rounds of just kind of breaking out, like talking about picks, and then I think we'll kind of be more uh, you know round specific and just probably pulling out a couple things here and there, you know, with them as we go through, since we don't need to go through all hundred. I think the other thing about this league that I don't think either one was mentioned is the I don't remember what the total roster size is, but it's a ridiculous number like seventy or eighty. So there, there's literally like you're not finding people on waivers. Yeah, I think it's. Um, uh, I want to say so if you're not 50, if you're not building through the draft, your SOL or trading your SOL. Yeah, I think fifty uh, act, uh, fifty active and twenty taxi, I believe. Um, Something like that. So it's it's yeah. and it's only defense, right? And so it's yeah. it it is by far. Like I, I, I bet you there's not a deeper IDP league anywhere else. Yeah, and you can, I mean, you'll, there'll be a couple players maybe, but like, like a few corners, you know, or something like that that might fall into something. But yeah, it's uh, you're not gonna win, you know. I shouldn't say that. You can, you'll find somebody, but yeah, you're gonna have to be pretty uh, lucky, I guess, to hit something on the waiver wire for it to uh, absolutely to benefit, you know. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if we just want to. I can just read through the first round here and we can kind of discuss like a little bit about the picks and then we can, uh, sure. Maybe probably you can read through the second round and discuss through a little bit. So sorry, we're not the most prepped, uh, operation tonight for various reasons. Um, so the first pick was a team by the name of killer bees, which is, uh, I have no idea who that is, but uh, pretty easy. First pick. He took uh, will Anderson. Um, you know, I mean, kind of the guy that everybody's been waiting for in this IDP group. Um, funny thing is, is that uh, I, I'm pretty sure Hollywood, the reason he didn't join us tonight, or well, there's probably many reasons, which I'll get into as we go through. But, uh, you know, he's one of those few guys that is like, 
you know, planning for the future. And he had a team that he's maybe, you want to say tanking, he's kind of tanking because he's looking to, you know, get young and make his team better, which that's great. That happens in dynasty leagues sometimes, but Hollywood being the giver that he is also traded away his first round pick. Um, and so I don't know what he got for him. I'm guessing this. I think it was like Shaq Leonard. Um, and I think a bag of peanuts and basically an FU from the killer bees. And, uh, so he could have had that pick, but yeah, anyway, Will Anderson's pretty much a no brainer. Um, going to be the first IDP off of just about anything. I think with the weakness of this year's linebacker group, I don't, I mean, pretty much any form, I think he's the first IDP that goes. So um, you could jump in if you need to, or I'll just keep going. Um, the next pick was uh, another, another edge guy that uh, took uh, miles Murphy from Clemson Um you know, another player I really like, and I think, uh, you know, I think I, I feel fair that he's being the second edge coming off and probably the second player too. I, th I think if we would have had, uh, you know, Jalen Carter doesn't have all the flags over him, he's probably in conversation for either of those first two picks, but there's a lot of concern around him right now. So, I right, so this draft like took place like literally like almost like a week after the combine. Is that right? Yeah, about a week after the combine. So we had, uh, you know, all the, all the news kind of came out and I don't think he, I'm not a hundred percent for sure if he had kind of pled to the misdemeanor charges yet or not. I don't think so. But I just think kind of knew. Yeah. Or, or if that followed. So, I mean, there was kind of a cloud around him, so I get why he fell, but uh, you had mentioned Rev. He got Jalen Carter with the next pick, um, which, you know, that might turn out to be the guy to get in this draft too. Right. I think, you know, on a talent evaluation um, perspective. I mean, he's up there, him and Will Anderson are kind of the two guys, you know, so, um, and, and not just counting defense. I mean, him, Will Anderson and Bijan are probably the three guys, you know, if you're just looking at who's the best pure talent, you know, regardless yeah. of the position in this draft and, you know, it's those guys there. So um, next guy that went, and this is your picks, so you, you, can, you can give us a little insight on it since you're here was Jack Campbell, your uh, linebacker from the university of Iowa. Um, you took him at four, um, had a really strong combine. You know, I think, I, I think he tested better than anybody really thought, uh, which was nice to see. It has some nice tape and, you know, I mean, just kind of that old school middle of the defense guy. Right. I mean, he's just gonna, yeah. you know, but so, I think, go ahead. I was gonna say, so my strategy, like before we came into this draft, I was constantly trying to trade the number two, number three pick, um, in order to get. My plan was I wanted Jalen Carter and Jack Campbell. Um, and I was not successful in being able to trade for the the 102 or the 103 before the draft. But literally, I'm, I'm pretty sure in between the 103 and my pick at 104, I was able to trade with the guy that took Carter. Um, and I ended up getting Carter in that trade. So even though I didn't necessarily get the pick, I did get the player that I wanted. So I was able to secure Jalen Carr and... Uh, Jack Campbell. I mean, Jack Campbell, I feel like is from a fantasy perspective, the best linebacker um, or, you know, from a scoring fantasy points perspective. And so, um, like I said, mentioned earlier, my, my linebackers were, I didn't have a lot of depth and overall, you know, I didn't have any youth either. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was extremely pleased to walk away with this draft with Jalen Carter and Jack Campbell. Yeah, my, my concern with Campbell is, is he kind of goes like the uh, like a Blake Martinez, right? Like he comes out and he does pretty well, 
But then as his team has him for a while, they realize that maybe there's some deficiency in pass coverage and some other things that they need. And, you know, four years down the road, he's kind of a, you know, hopping around kind of guy. Right. You know, but I think that's, but it's good there. I mean, I think, like I said, if you get four years out of any player, I mean, in a, in a draft, I think there's some value in that. Um, next was uh, whoever third and zero blitz is. He took Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Um, kind of a guy that I was uh, a little bit like, uh, you know, tested pretty well at the combine um, as far as his metrics number. Um, you know, I think heading into last season, he probably would have been like a slam dunk number one, but then, you know, kind of had a so-so junior season and some uh, deficiency showed up on tape and stuff. So a good get there, but I think he kind of fits that mold of the athletic linebacker that teams are looking for right now, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a fine NFL player. I'm yeah. not, I'm not sold on his necessarily fan, from a fantasy perspective on him, but but he's probably a guy that might not have any top ten seasons, but it's going to have a lot of top thirty seasons, right? Yeah. Kind of thing, you know. So um, he falls in there. Uh, next was uh, Drew Sanders uh, out of Arkansas. Um, I don't know why MFL keeps listing him as an edge. I mean, I know he came off the edge on third downs a lot for Arkansas last year. Uh, you know, maybe that's where they think he's going to land. I still think he's kind of a, uh, kind of a weak side linebacker kind of thing. I don't know if he, I, I think there's some like legitimate concerns about him and pass coverage though, which maybe, you know, leads to that. But, uh, you know, I think another guy that athletically tested not at all at the combine now that I now that I checked my stuff. So I don't know what he did his pro day. I'd have to go look, but I really don't uh I don't care. But he I mean he looked more than athletic enough to me, you know, watching the film in Arkansas and made some big plays. Kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh, Leo Chanel for Wisconsin. Um, you know, from uh from the year prior, I think. So uh, we'll see if he uh you know what it does for him, but I think he's a solid pick there. Um I mean he was a linebacker and he's LB. What's that? He's for me in the linebacker class. Yeah. Well, there might have been some concern with just the fact that he was listed at, like I said, he, he got listed as an edge by NFL because they obviously don't know what they're doing with positions. Um, I like this next book a lot. I think he kind of fell, and I was kind of surprised that, you know, the teams ahead didn't really consider him. But uh, Breesy from uh, Clemson. Uh, defensive tackle there. Like you said, you mentioned the premium for defensive tackles in this league. Um, I think that, uh, you know, Doc kind of had something fall into his lap there as far as a guy that's probably the number two defensive tackle off the board. Uh, maybe even number one with some of the, uh, you know, rumors maybe that some teams have Jalen Carter off their board completely now. And so I think that was a, uh, you know, a good landing spot for, uh, you know, for Doc to get him there, you know, as someone that, you know, pretty – Sounds like pretty solid. He's going to go in the first 20 picks of the draft and should be a, you know, a good player for him. So, uh, next was, uh, vitamin D and he took uh, Tyree Wilson. Um, another guy that, uh, you know, top 10 pick, it looks like, um, a lot of people love him. I think there's some that'll say he's the best edge in this draft. Uh, you know, super lengthy is kind of his thing. Um, you know, athletically, he hasn't really tested on anything. Um, I don't know if his explosion necessarily always shows up on tape. But, 
you know, it sounds like he's going to have some really good draft capital for him and, uh, you know, should be a nice pick there, I think, for the vitamin D team. Like, I mean, I, I think I think I might have taken him as early as 105. Um, like, I wouldn't – I'm not saying this will happen, but I would not be shocked if he is the best edge in this draft. And at the end of the day, ends up being the best edge in this draft. But I also wouldn't be shocked if he ends up being like a total bust either. So yeah, I think there's some concerns. Like I said, I don't, you know, like the. Uh, to me, he doesn't look as explosive as like a Murphy or an Anderson at all, right? And, but maybe that's some of that's just the fact that he doesn't he doesn't have to be because he's, you know, that much better than who he's playing against too. I don't know. So, um, the next is. Uh, 109, and this was Hollywood again. He took uh, Lucas Van Ness, or as NFL likes to call him, Luke Van Ness. Um, yeah, that's probably about right, honestly. I mean, he's probably edge four, five, six, somewhere in there um, for it. I, I think I would take him before any other position um, left on this thing. So I think that was a probably an easy pick that landed in Hollywood's lap, so he couldn't mess it up too much. Um, yeah, the, he. Hollywood commented that he wanted Jack Campbell or Tyree Wilson. So it, it kind of had a, I'm sure like he wasn't happy when Tyree went right in front of him. Yeah. I think there's a little gap there between the, the first couple of guys that went and, and Van Ness. I mean, he doesn't have a, doesn't have a ton of experience. Um, I want to say he's never started a game at Iowa. Well, and I want to say something like he's only played like 800 snaps or something like that. Um, you know, and I think if you look at like uh, Will Anderson, I, I, Will Anderson, I want to say it was almost like 1900. And so there's that. I mean, I think there's some like, you know, holes in his games and thing he needs, things he needs to work on. But I think he's a really, you know, really strong prospect. And some of this is all prospect evaluation. So I think it uh, uh, works out for him. So um, next was uh, Killer Bees were up again and they took uh, Brian Branch from uh, Alabama. Um, either safety one or two, I think, on most people's draft boards. It seems like, you know, him and Antonio Johnson are kind of the consensus. Like I said, this this scoring kind of rewards safety play too. So I don't see why, you know, someone might say, oh, why are you taking a safety in the first round of a draft? But it it, it kind of makes sense based on, you know, points are points. And, um, yeah. you know, he's a guy that can kind of do it all. He can play in the box. He can, you know, be that safety for you. But he's also, you know, he's going to be on the field a lot. So I think that's a good pick. And he, he should have some decent draft capital to go with him. So I, th- I think Branch, to me anyway, from a fantasy perspective, is the clear, clear number one that I feel the safest about, right? I think there are certainly other safeties that can can finish, you know, as, as, a, as the top fantasy safety. But I, I, feel, I feel like Branch is the safest of those, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll talk about him later, but like J.L. Skinner, like he could be dynamite, but kind of well, depends I on mean, where he lands. Yeah, and Branch is going to be a good player if whoever gets him. You know, right. Maybe safe. It seems like he's pretty well widely thought of as a first-round pick, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of fluctuation off of that I'm in the draft, right? So yep. um, next was uh, Kyle, uh, the big dirty. He took uh, Nolan Smith from Georgia. Uh, you know, the dude freaked out at the combine and, you know, had a good enough career at Georgia, I think, too. And he showed a lot of good things on on tape. Um, you know, I think he was probably pretty happy with that pick when he pulled that one off. Uh, you know, 
I think the concern for him is, you know, the, the size. The size, yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he he was not someone that I would have considered. I don't know. Probably, I probably would. I mean, I never would have gotten him because I probably wouldn't even consider him to like the third round or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's obviously worth more than that, but I, I also, you know, I, I think there's legitimate concerns. I think you have to go with that, saying, okay, that's a, you know, a risk reward kind of thing, and he might be similar to like a like a Redick. You know, who's kind of a smaller defensive end, you know, but it took him. Right. How many teams and how many years? Yeah. He was, before, before he got going, you know, so hopefully right. whatever someone team, knew how to use him properly. Whatever team drafts him knows what they're doing there. So um, at 12, you got Canty. Um, went to a team called Orange Crush. Um, you know, he's a nice, uh, I don't know. I don't know if like if this draft is done before the combine, if he goes that high. Right. He, uh, I, I don't know. I think so. You think so? I mean, I, I yeah. think he had some freakish combine numbers, which I think have boosted him up. He's not really high on my radar. He's a smaller defensive tackle prospect. I think the the, the lazy the, the lazy translation is to say he played at Pittsburgh and he's Aaron Donald, but he's smaller and shorter and stuff too. But that's just I mean, Donald's like an, an all time freak. And like, I'll tell you, for me personally, I think the combine probably cooled me a little bit more on Cansey because like you heard all the stuff about more about his size and how his arms are short and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, Cause he was someone I really liked in college. Right. And he was someone I targeted in our college leagues, but um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe for the others it, it upped his game, but for me, it kind of did had the opposite effect. Well, and I think you see that, right. Cause there was, a, there was certain, certain metrics and stuff that he didn't really meet that you should look at. And, you know, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would take it in there. I don't think it's a, it's not the worst pick I've ever seen and not the worst pick in this draft probably. So, um, you know. Yeah. Especially given the defensive tackle scoring. So. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, next was a uh, monsters of the midway and he took the, the aforementioned Antonio Johnson. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that, you know, could start from day one and gets into the right scheme and probably will start from day one because he's, he's going to have decent draft capital. I mean, let's face it, you draft a, a safety in the first or second round, you're starting him. Um, you know, and, and I think from a points perspective, he's probably going to fit into what you need there and stuff. I don't know, uh, you know, based on the draft board, there's a couple guys I probably would, I definitely would have rather taken and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know what monsters of the midways team need team team needs were for sure because that always plays into effect a little bit. But uh, um, you know, I, he's going to be you know one of the first two or three safeties off the board. Like I said, he's going to have decent draft capital, and I think that's going to lead right to the to the lineup. And if you need a guy to play, it makes sense. And I think there's a lot of speculation with players behind this too. Um, you know, so if you just got wanted something safe, it makes sense. I think for me, the concern with Johnson is. He's pretty versatile, right? And so, what does if he fall in that free safety route? Right. Yeah. Does he get stuck in center field? That's that's the concern for me. Yeah, but I, you, you watch defenses more and more. They they're not playing one guy exclusively at that. And so, you might see a uh, a uh, a trend towards that. But I think they play in the you know they play in the box enough, or they play in uh you know. I think there's still value there if, if he does. So um, and then the last pick of the first round was uh, 
Will McDonald from Iowa State, um, another smallish defensive end. Um, you know, his uh, pro day numbers didn't match nearly what like a Nolan Smith did at, his, at the combine. So I don't know athletically, you know, what he is. But yeah, he's very, uh, you know, he's got a lot of good traits about him. Had a good, you know, a good college career. I mean, I think he uh, was at Iowa State for five years. I yeah. Believe. Uh, and that, and that's you know this was Hollywood's pick, and that was his comment that he you know decided to go with a proven college production guy that yeah. has had some versatility. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, well, I don't I don't know what versatility has. He's an edge. I mean, that's his versatility. Yeah, I don't. He's yeah, yeah I don't. I, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not big enough to kick inside at yeah. all. I don't think so. Yeah, he's a thousand percent an edge guy. So um, that's kind of the the first round of this thing here. So. So the second round, so I, I let off the second round um, and re, as a result of that trade that I made um, for Jalen Carter. The big the big piece that I gave up in that trade was Hassan Reddick. Um, I figured it was uh, – my team was not necessarily in a position to be winning anywhere, you know, in the, in the near future. So I figured I would take advantage of Reddick's big year last year and uh, try to move him for – basically additional pieces. Um, and uh, Jalen Carter was one of those. And this this uh, 2.1 pick was also one of those pieces. So I took uh, Adetomiwa Adabaware from uh, Northwestern. Um, I, if you guys have like paid attention to any of my work before or seen me on other podcasts where I've talked about him, um, you know like my feelings are generally that, you know, He's not going to be an edge. He's going to be a defensive tackle, um, especially given the position um, requirements that MFL uses now, where you know they kind of uh, redefine who is a defensive end and who is a defensive tackle. So, um, yeah, he he as a defensive tackle, like he he was someone I thought highly of. Um, I'm hoping that he doesn't get classified as an edge. Because it doesn't nearly um, number one, it doesn't help my team much because I didn't really need an edge player, but it doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't um, do a whole lot for me as an edge. The, the the key thing for me for him is the is the defensive tackle eligibility. He's definitely someone that rose up, I think, in everyone's minds uh, during the combine. Um, and I will say, I, I it was no different for me. Right, um, I thought he was a decent slash okay player um prior to prior to the combine um i think prior to the combine he's probably i don't know around three round four guy maybe um but obviously with the combine i took him here at 201 um he, he just crushed it right um i think the biggest issue with him is he you don't always you don't always see it like in his game film. It's almost like he, I don't know, he chooses when to play and when to not play. Um, so those athletic traits didn't always come through um, on a consistent basis. But hopefully, you know, with the NFL, um, he'll be able to do that as a defensive tackle. The uh, the 2.2 pick is uh, Noah Sewell, the linebacker from um, Oregon. He's not someone I'm personally high on. Um, you know, I was listening to another podcast today, and they were talking about Noah, and um, they kind of hit the nail on the head with him. If this was the 1980s, 
he's probably one of the top linebackers, right? Because that's what he is. He's an old school thumper. Um, He does okay in zone coverage, but man coverage, don't ask him to do it. Um, He's probably someone that's, I mean, without knowing his landing spot, he's probably at at best a two-down linebacker, right? And so – Well, and he's probably not even that because I think that, you know, the day this day and age of the NFL, like, where does that guy even go, right? Like, you know, I think that there's a a strong possibility he's not even drafted until the fifth or sixth round. I think there's even a slight possibility he's not even drafted. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he, he just doesn't fit the the game in this day and age. For I most think teams. the problem with him and why people are so enamored with him is ba- is his pedigree. Right, he was a five star recruit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, probably top five in the nation. Um, he has two brothers in the NFL, um, and so I think that's my own personal opinion, why a lot of people have him as high as they do. Um, for me, there if I was going to take a linebacker here, there's, there's, I can think of at least three probably other linebackers I would take before him, um, or maybe probably four. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm like a hundred percent out on this linebacker class for the most part. So, the uh, the next the two or three was uh, Edge. B.J. Ojolari from LSU. Um, he's a prospect that I think either people love him or they don't like him at all. There's not a lot of in-between with him, I don't think. Um, I, I don't hate him, um, but I'm not overly excited by him either. I don't know if you have any thoughts, Chop. Well, no, but I mean, he's got, I think he's kind of very similar to his brother, right, where Nobody really loved him, but he he's good. I think he's solid. I think he's a he's a guy that somebody's going to get in the you know second round somewhere that's going to fit in and probably be a decent player for a team. Um, you know, it it didn't always show up on game day for him at LSU, but that might just be a product of what LSU's been the last uh, couple years too, right? So. Um, I don't know. I don't mind that pick there. I think you're, you're getting a solid guy. I'm not saying you're getting a top five guy or nothing like that. You know, I don't think he's necessarily a home run hit, but I think, uh, you know, probably a safe pick and a smart pick. The owner took him. So the next pick is 204, and it's my pick again. Um, this was really a pick more, I think, out of need. I think if I was taking best player available – I probably would have taken an edge here. Um, I probably would have taken Derek Hall or uh, Keon White, who might be a defensive tackle in the NFL. Uh, I think I would have taken one of them too. Um, but I, I struggled with this pick between two players, and I ended up taking Maisie Smith, the uh, defensive tackle from Michigan. Um, and I was really torn between him and Keanu Benton, the defensive tackle from Wisconsin. Um, ultimately, I decided to take Smith. I felt like he was kind of had the higher upside, and also felt that if one of the two was going to drop to my next pick, it would have been Keanu. Ultimately, that didn't happen, but um, I think Benton probably fell further than Maisie would have. Um, you know, again, I need defensive tackles. I think he has. I think he could be, or he could be, you know, a phenomenal player. Um, and I, I just kind of took that chance on his up there. Hopefully, you know, more, he, you know, his, he doesn't have any more brain lapses and 
or uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of. I guess I didn't think about it till now, but you know, that's kind of the theme of my draft, right? Having Maisie and Jalen Carter, where yeah, you know, yeah, kind of wild cards a little bit, but. Yeah, no, yeah. but I think they're. I mean, I don't know necessarily think they're like a super low floor guys. I mean, I think that I think there's like a, I mean, there's a floor there, but I think they got they they both have really high upside. Yes, yes. Um, as far as that, I mean, I think worst case scenario, you're getting a rotational defensive tackle that's still going to you know provide some value um, for you. So next up was uh defensive end edge byron young from tennessee um i don't know does he doesn't do a whole lot for me he wasn't high up on my list um but he blew up the combine right yeah you know so i think that uh that did that he had a you know he had a fairly productive senior year and an okay junior year kind of thing but yeah i don't think he Again, you know, he's a floor guy. I don't see a whole lot of ceiling with him. That and I, I well, and I, I just like I said, I think that I, I think he blew up the combine, and so with this draft being right after that, you know, I think that made it, uh, you know, kind of got his name out there a lot more. So, you know, as an edge guy, he'll probably be fine. And and who knows? I mean, he looks like he's a freakish athlete. Maybe, you know, I think there is some upside there. You know, I don't necessarily know if I would fall into it, but I don't, uh, you know, there, there's a few guys after that I probably would have rather had than him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think sure we're taking over. Yeah. Um, so at 206, Felix and Aduke is up edge, Kansas State. Um, I think he's got a pretty good ceiling, or he's got a, a lot of potential, um, and he has a decent floor, too. I think I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what the concerns are with him. Maybe I don't know that he tested all that well, but he didn't test bad. Well, he didn't test at the combine. I think he did everything at his pro day. Um, and I, I, he just has, a, I, I just think he has a tendency to kind of disappear and stuff. So I think, you know, playing in the Big 12, you're not necessarily. You know, you're not going against the powerhouse offensive lines that you see in the SEC and the in the Big Ten to some extent. So I think there's probably some concerns that, you know, when he gets to the NFL, he's not going to be able to handle it. I don't think, you know, for his size and weight, I don't know if he has like a athletic trait that necessarily jumps off the page that says, okay, this is what this guy is going to win with um, for it, you know. So, but I think he can be a a, a solid player. You know, like I said I don't think he's a bad pick. I think he's kind of he's probably safe, and he'll probably hit in a you know hit in a role. He's really productive at Kansas State for two years. Yep. Um, you know, but I don't I don't know what that all necessarily means. And so, um, you know, like I said, he kind of hits a lot of things, but like I don't think there's anything that just stands out as a wow that sets him apart. And so, you know, maybe he'll, you know fall to a team that's edge needy and he can step in right away and get reps right away and be productive with them. I think it's probably the hope with him. So I, mean, I think, I think I'm trying to remember my own personal rankings. I think I had him number five for edges. Um, this next guy was actually my number three edge. It's uh, two Oh seven was Derek Hall from Auburn. I really like him. Um, super productive. I think in the sec, 
Um, I think he's someone also that people either really like or really don't like. Um, I mean, I I had him as my number three edge behind uh, Wilson and um, Anderson. Um, and so to me, like, I'm surprised he didn't go higher. I mean, I think he's I think he's pretty good at everything, right? Yeah, um, I think he well, he tested well, and you know he showed some production there at uh, you know at Auburn. Um, I think he's a little on the short side, maybe that's kind of one knock on him. But well, I mean, height height's only relevant. I mean, I think the reach and the everything like that is you know comes in more to play. I mean, his arms are thirty four and a half, which kind of leads you to think he's probably okay. Um, regardless of what his height is, you know, so I think he's uh no, I think that's a good pick there. And I think he's someone I'd feel, Absolutely. you know, I, I had him ahead of all three of the edges that went before him. So, I, yeah, <laughs> that was a great pick. Um, and he's probably who, if I did not need defensive tackle so bad, he's who I would have taken over uh, Maisie Smith. Uh, this next pick is Hollywoods and it's Keon White. Um, I like Keon White. Um, I guess, and it seems like the NFL, a lot of NFL folks do too. Um, I think the biggest knock on him is he's an older guy. He's an older guy in terms of age, but he's not an older guy in terms of, you know, he's been playing the position for a long time. So he came in, he came into college as a tight end. He was actually at Old Dominion first. He played tight end his first year at Old Dominion. Then they transitioned him to uh, defensive end. And then he didn't, then ODU didn't play the next year. They didn't play the COVID season. So he sat that year out. He then transferred to Georgia Tech, where he basically sat out another year. And then this past season, he was kind of defensive end slash defensive tackle for Georgia Tech. Had a really great year. Um, he's someone I think that has a lot of potential. Um, and, 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 you know, I think he has a lot of untapped potential just because he hasn't played, you know, the defensive line for very long, even though he isn't, he is a guy that is on the older side. Um, what's, what's he going to be at the NFL? I think he's going to be, you know, a three, four defensive end, um, which would make him a defensive tackle for MFL, which would be super valuable. And if that's the case, he should have been drafted higher, but I think there is there is some possibility that he'll be a four three defensive end, be classified defensive end, which is at least for this league and most other leagues probably not as great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like fifth year guys or six year guys or whatever he is. Wasn't he in the class of two thousand seventeen? Yeah, and, and and I would generally agree with you. I I, I think he, to me he gets a pass on some of that simply because he wasn't a defensive line dot lineman the whole time, right? And and one year he just two years he didn't even play. So well, yeah, but I mean one and one year wasn't his fault, right? The team didn't play. So it wasn't like, you know, he was being red shirt or he wasn't good enough. The team just flat out didn't even play. Yeah, but you know, you go into Georgia Tech, I don't know if he got hurt that first year. I think he only played like two games or four yeah, games or something. He didn't play like much that. at all. And I'm sorry, but if you're an NFL player you should be able to show up at Georgia Tech today, whether you're 16 or 23, and play from the go. So, I, I Keon White's not a guy I touch at all. I, 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 personally, I would, especially if he's 
classify as a defensive tackle. Um, the next next pick, the 209, was Henry Tooto, linebacker from Alabama. Um, not a linebacker that I'm personally would draft. I'm not this high. There's three, four other guys I think I might draft before him. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's terrible. I think he's better than Sewell, but um, he doesn't do. He doesn't excite me. Now I already told you I'm out on this linebacker class. Except there, there's one guy I would have taken here coming up in a couple picks, but it's not Toe Toe. <laughs> so so we'll move on to the next. Uh, so these next two picks were linebackers, and I would have taken either one of these guys over uh, Henry Toto or Sewell. Um, and the first is two ten is Ivan Pace, Cincinnati um, linebacker from Cincinnati, who just you know had a, had had a great year at Miami of Ohio, transferred to Cincinnati, and just absolutely crushed it again. Um, and um, I think he's, from my perspective, uh, he's someone I would take a chance on this linebacker class. I think he in the in the right you know with the right uh, scheme, he can be someone that is productive in the NFL, right opportunities. Who are we talking Ivan Pace? Ivan Pace, yep. Um, I mean, he blew up really last year, I think. I think there's legitimate concerns, though, with his size um, and how that fits, right? You know, like there, there's not a ton of 5'10 linebackers that work, and so I think that's a concern and – you know, where he goes. He, he reminds me a lot of uh, Malcolm Rodriguez for last That's year. That's what I was just going to say, right? Um, <laughs> who I know had some moments, but what's the longevity in that, right? You know, I mean, Detroit's already looking for other linebackers and stuff, you know. So, you know, just because he made a name and made some plays through uh, Hard Knocks or whatever the heck it's called, you know, doesn't necessarily mean that there's any staying power there in that kid. And you know, Pace could fall into a similar situation where the team's just so linebacker needy, he gets thrust in there. You know, but will it work long term? Who knows? So, so this next linebacker at two eleven, I think, is a um, is a discount Trenton Simpson, who might even be better. Um, and and given the discount, I'm, I would take him well before. You know, I'd, I'd rather have him than Simpson, and that's Dayon Henley from Washington State. He. Um, Henley was he just an athlete, right? He he started out at quarterback, um, I think at Nevada, then went to was it wide receiver maybe, and then went to safety, and then ultimately ended up at linebacker before transferring to Washington State um, last season, where he had a, a you know a great statistical year, um, and so I, I think he's someone that fits today's NFL really well. Yeah, I, I think one is like you said, he's a converted safety. I mean, so I think there's some of those things that you know are going to translate in coverage and stuff like that. I think he's a he's a guy that's kind of as the whole draft process is breaking out. You've seen him kind of gaining more momentum over a lot of guys, you know. So I think that's a you know I think he's a good pick. I mean, uh, it, uh, another one he was a I don't know if you said it. If you did, I wasn't paying attention. I apologize, but he was a. Uh, he was a wide receiver prior, right? He was a, he was a quarterback first. Or and quarterback. He was a receiver, yeah. Okay, so he's 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 played some positions, and obviously justice gives you a uh, a curve if you played a lot of positions. So, um, 
Well, know. I just think he's an athlete, right? So I mean, he's a good athlete, though. Yeah, right. I think, to me, that's what that tells you. He's a good athlete. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's a good athlete. I think uh, you know he's probably got some instincts there. So you know, I, I, yeah, I like I like Henley a lot more than the two linebackers. Heck, even the three linebackers picked before him. So uh, this next pick is another, in my opinion, uh, tweener. I think I, I I think he will end up a defensive tackle given his size. At the 212, and that's uh, Tuli Tuapoloto from USC. Um, a lot of people say he's an edge, but I think he's too big to be just an edge. I, I, I see him, I think he's going to be a 3 4 defensive end, or and so he's going to be classified as a defensive tackle for MFL purposes. Um, I really like him as a defensive tackle. Um, if he's classified as an edge, I'm not so much in on him. Well, and he, he, had, seen, he had a great year for USC. Yeah, and he seen. Yeah, I mean, his scheme fits probably gonna be the question stuff. And he, you know, did he led uh, Division One football in sacks, right? I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, he had like what 12, 14, something I'm pretty like sure that. he did. Um, you know, so I think you know, kind of had a breakout junior season and capitalizing off that. I think he'll get he'll get decent enough draft capital. Um, you know, I think that's a it's an okay. I just, I, I just don't know where he he fits, right? Because I don't know if he's a athletic enough to be a true edge guy, and I don't know, you know. But again, you're twenty six picks in or whatever to an IDP only draft, so I mean, I think yeah. he's he's worth uh, whatever he is. I mean, I think he's going to be a good NFL player. You know, yeah. I think someone's going to get him, and I think he can play well, and he's going to be solid, and he'll, you know, a guy that might never be. You know, top twenty guy, but is it going to be a top forty guy or something like that? Right. So, I mean, if you're if you're in a defensive tackle league, required league, and he gets defensive tackle eligibility, he's someone I would be in on. Yeah. If he if he stays as a as a edge or end, I probably could care less about him. Uh, the next is uh, safe Jordan Battle at the 213, 27th overall. Uh, Jordan Battle from Alabama. Um. I'm not overly excited about him as there there are safeties that went later later in this draft I would rather have than Jordan Battle. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I I think you're into the point here to me there's some really interesting edges still left. And so I don't touch a safety with a 10-foot pole at that moment. Yeah. Especially one that's not like, you know, a top to me, he's not for sure top three, which I guess he was the third one drafted, right? Yeah, about yeah. I don't even know. I don't know if he's top ten, honestly. Right. So, <laughs> um, so this next guy is a favorite of mine, um, but there's lots of question marks with him. At the two fourteen was linebacker Demarvin Oshone from Texas. He's another guy that I think, I think he has a lot of potential. He's very athletic. He started off as a safety. Um, played linebacker, so I think he can fit uh, what the NFL wants from linebackers today. The biggest concern with him, I think, is is his desire or motor. Like he doesn't – sometimes uh, he just doesn't um, – like he's just going through the motions, I guess, right? Um, like he doesn't have the effort the, the all the time that you want to see out of, out of a linebacker prospect. Um, 
but from an athletic standpoint, right, he's 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 up there. Um, well, yeah, I think I like Overshawn. I think he's a classic kind of weak side linebacker that the NFL kind of needs, right? Like right now, I think he can drop into coverage. He can he can do these things. I mean, two years ago at Texas, I think they kind of played him as the middle guy. Last year, they made Jalen Ford their middle guy, and just kind of him, you know, let him be kind of that guy that can, you know, is he a weak side linebacker? I think he lined up as your nickel. He can line up as your nickel guy. I think I think he's versatile and he's a good. I think I think all I think NFL teams are going to like him just because I think he could do a lot of things, um, yeah. and could be, you know, kind of a, a jack of all trades, master of none, you know, for a defense, right? You know, where yeah. you kind of you, you put him out there and he could, like I said, he could line up all over the place. You know, maybe a maybe a poor man's Isaiah Simmons kind of thing. Um, and even poor man's compared to him athletically as <laughs> well, too. <laughs> you know, right. so, but, yep. you know, I, I think he'll get decent draft capital. I think he'll he'll be a guy that I think teams will find a good use for um, based on their evaluation of him, so. Um, and the last pick in the second round was another linebacker who I feel like, you know, he went this high mostly because of the combine. And that's Owen Papo from Auburn. Um, he never really did much from a production standpoint, Auburn, but he kind of the, the combine really boosted him up. Yeah, I, I, he was. I mean, he was okay at Auburn, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, four three nine forty. He benched twenty nine times at thirty five and a half inch vertical. I mean, just a lot of kind of freak out moments there that uh, you didn't necessarily see. Again, though, he's another. Shorter side linebacker, right? Five eleven or six foot or whatever he is. That uh, you know how I don't know how well that transitions. I guess you don't. Uh, it doesn't, to be honest. So yeah, <laughs> we'll just uh, leave it at like that. So um, so moving to the third. Is there any ones you, any ones you want to specifically talk about here? Um. So well, so Foskey, Foskey, however you say his name. Yep. He um, fell. He he fell further than he probably should have. Yeah, and I and I like that. I mean, I think that's kind of a, especially at that point, that's like a. Just so he a, was at the three hundred three thirty second overall. Yeah, that's just such a safe pick. I think. I, I think he's yep. a guy that's. I gonna, think he's a, he has a, he's a great floor guy. He might not have yeah. a high ceiling, but he has a pretty good floor. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's a great pick there. Um, I like Skinner. I think Skinner's a bad Skinner at three eleven. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, was, I just he, think, he fell further than he should have. And I think he's sure. got potential to be the best safety in this draft. Absolutely, um, especially from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I like the guy I got, uh, Dexter, from Florida. And I, I think I, I, he's kind of a he, he's very high risk, you know, high risk, low reward kind of guy, right? Like I don't necessarily or. High risk, high reward, I should say. Like, I don't necessarily – he could be the best, you know, the best defensive tackle in this class or he could be worth absolutely nothing. But I think at that point for me he was worth it just because, you know, if he puts it together – I mean, he had moments at Florida where it's like, man, this guy just gets it. And, uh, you know, Willie always hit that, I don't know. So I like that pick there. Um, the, and I like the- the- the Benton pick too. I yeah, that's what player. I was going to say. The Benton pick. So this is kind of where 
I mean, overall, I feel like I did better. I did great in that trade, but um, I gave up my third round pick in that trade, and and that would have been Benton, and he, yeah. he made it. And he and he made it to what, what what would have been my third round pick, and he almost made it to my fourth round pick, but he ended well, up and going at three thirteen there. I think the concern with Benton is that he's, you know, if he's like uh, Vita Vey, for example. Um, in this league here, he has some value, but it's so hit and miss, right? You know, he, he's just playing that straight, that straight, uh, that straight a gap. And he might have those weeks where he has, you know, three tackles, one tackle for loss and gets you 15 or 16 points, but then he's going to have a lot of weeks where he just does nothing for you. You know, that's kind of what Benton is, right? So, um, picks I don't like in this round. Um, the cornerback. Yeah, I mean that's that's early for a corner. Christian I think. Gonzalez. You know, I mean, granted, if I was going to take a cornerback, it wouldn't have been Gonzalez. Yeah, and then I, Diabati, terrible. I think. I mean, terrible college player, and didn't get a didn't get a combine invite. And then uh, I don't like the Carl Brooks pick either. I, I just Mac player, no combine invite. I mean, there, there's a lot of correlation to like guys that go to the combine and who get drafted and who don't. I just think those guys are both early reaches at this point. So There is one more that I did like, and that was Dorian Williams. That might have been a little early for him, but I think he's someone that yeah, Williams that, had a really good career at that, that has too. some potential Yeah, for a linebacker. Um, moving on to round four. So this is where the cornerback that I would have taken first um, went, and that was Devin Witherspoon. He went at the 4.2. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I personally would take a quarterback this early, but if I was, he would have been the one I would take. Um, you probably, in my opinion, you got the you got the steal of the draft here with uh, Jair Brown. Yeah, I like Brown. I think yeah, he's a steal of this round for sure. Yeah. Well, I took two. I took two safeties. I took Jamie Robinson and Jair Brown back to back. Um. I just like them both. I mean, I think they both kind of fit what the NFL wants in this day and age of safety where, you know, I think they're more box guys than guys that can play that free safety angle, but I think they can do it if they have to. Um, and, and you got – I don't remember what we traded, but you got both of these picks for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we did for sure. I'd have to go back and uh, – I think I think why well, I, I knew I wasn't going to get bitten, so then I, you know, I didn't really care. Yeah. So I, 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 I took <laughs> – I don't, I don't really don't remember what we traded, but anyway. Yeah. Um, Anyone else you liked in this? I like Cam uh, Jones. I like him as a player. I think he's. I think he's. I don't know if. I mean, I think he's better than a lot of linebackers. I think he's better than. He's gonna be a better NFL player than a lot of these guys are. And I don't think he's given enough credit in this draft. Um. You know, Winters. I, I took. I took Servatier Dennis. And I don't mind him either. I think I he was the best linebacker that was left. Yeah, I think Dylan Horton was a good pick at this point at edge. I think uh, Kyle took him, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. yep. Um, I've always liked Brandon Joseph. I was really disappointed in how he tested and stuff. And, and he, uh, Yeah, he didn't have that great of a year at Notre Dame this past then, year. Yeah, he really struggled when he when he jumped over from there. So I don't know if some of that was skiing or anything like that. Um, um Robert, D winners. I'm not I'm not a fan of his, right? He's I I'm not a fan at all. No, I mean he he had such a great game in that BCS game, man, right? BCS. What the fuck? How old am I? Um 
<laughs> the, uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's such yeah, great... but like, like, um, just to, just to plug my uh, tackle production model that I made that's on campus to Canton. If you look at that for last year, he's like one of the worst oh, linebackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, but he had such a great game, so I get it. You know, we're what are we sitting here, fifty six picks in or whatever? So I don't yeah. think that's necessarily a bad pick. Um, Ro- Robert Beal was just a waste of a pick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I agree. <laughs> he was a waste of a player at Georgia, and then someone took him at four hundred one. So we won't say who that was. No, it was um, <laughs> so moving to the fifth round. I do like Hollywood's fifth round pick, Shaka Hayward. Um, he was someone I was looking at when when I when I took Cervacci Dennis. Um, I was hoping he would make it to my next pick, and obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> Um, I don't know that he's necessarily great at anything, but I think he's decent at pretty much everything. And so I think he could find a role in the NFL. Yeah, he had a he had a solid career at uh at Duke for sure. So um yeah, I mean we're kind of getting into the into the weeds here a little bit now, right? In this draft. Too. So um, I, I like the Marty Mapu. Yeah, I think. I- but to is me, he going to be a linebacker or safety, right? I mean, he is right. a small school guy, and he didn't get a combine invite. But and he's small too. I mean, I think yeah. I think he's six like two twelve or something like that. So I don't know what he is. I mean, he I know he blew up at the Senior Bowl and you know really made a name for himself. And I, I again, you're in the is it too early in the fifth round of a draft like this? I don't know. No, because um, he's, he's someone he. That's who, when I took Dennis, I was considering Mapu and and Hayward, and I was hoping one of the yeah, I like my Isaiah McGuire pick in this round. I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. I think he's a kind of an underappreciated edge in this draft here coming up. So, um, other fifth round picks. Um, I like the Moro Ojomo pick. He was he so he yeah, went right. Pick, yeah, he went right in front of me, and that's who I was going to take. Um, so I definitely got sniped there. Um, I ended up taking Isaiah Land, the edge from Florida A&M. Um, and then I also took Ventrell Miller, linebacker from Florida. Um, Land, I think I think he can be a contributor, right? I don't know that he necessarily has a high ceiling or anything, but um, I think he can have a decent floor and be a contributor in the NFL. Um, Miller, um, linebackers that went to the uh, – at this point in the draft, linebackers that went to the combine were pretty thin. And I just kind of felt like he was the best of what was left. Yeah. Um, Why? Well, it looks like I had three back, and I took Nesta Jade Silvera, um, who I think in a defensive tackle required league, he can be a, a sneaky pick at, in the end, at the end of drafts. Um, I think he can provide uh, provide you some points from a defensive tackle perspective. Um, let's see. Round six. Um, probably, well, probably my favorite two picks are one of them is my own Yaya Diaby from Louisville. Um, I think he's got, you know, a lot of potential. And then I like the Isaiah Moore pick, the linebacker from NC State. Yeah, I like, uh. I like Daniel Scott. I don't know who took him. 
Um, was that you or was it uh, Hollywood? It wasn't me. But I think uh, he it was Hollywood. I, he had some good film at California, and then he checked a lot of boxes based on his combine performance. Um, you know, so I think he was good uh, on that. But yeah, you're kind of in the in the weeds of it, you know. Um, the I also had another six round pick. I took Charlie Thomas, the linebacker from Georgia Tech. He's another one of those kind of smaller guys, right? He was a safety. Um, and now he's a linebacker. Um, he's someone, I, again, I think that can find a, a role in the NFL. I don't think he's going to light the world on fire or anything, but, you know, at pick uh, 83 <laughs> in an IDP only draft, right? I felt like, you know, he, he was someone that had some value there um, and, and can stick around and have a role in the NFL for, for, you know, a number of years. I think the biggest I think the biggest concern with him is his size, right? He does he does everything good. He doesn't do anything elite, but um, uh, his size is kind of the biggest concern I think with him. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see, round seven. Your pick of Jason Taylor, I really like uh, the safety from. Um, Actually, probably both your picks this round are probably the two I like the best. Um, and that's uh, Habakkuk Baldonado, the edge from Pittsburgh, and Jason Taylor, safety from Oklahoma State. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, like I said, we're really into the weeds now. Um, I actually just traded Taylor today <laughs> in this league to somebody. But uh, I, like the, I like the Ronnie Hickman pick. I, mean, I know he's been hurt. I've been interested. Man, I hate. I'm not a Ronnie Hickman fan at all, man. I think he's trash. No, nah, I like him. I think he. I think he kind of fits that box safety stuff that, uh, you know, that the NFL wants. So, I like that pick here. Um, I mean, my picks in this round were all cornerbacks. So, it was Cam Smith, Deontay Banks, and Emmanuel Forbes. I mean, I like them yeah. all, but they're they're cornerbacks. So, yeah, they're was, corners. So who knows? The only, the only cornerback that I really was excited about for this draft was Witherspoon. But, I mean, I like those three guys, right? But the cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, let's go to the eighth round. I'm still um, trying to figure out, figure out who Zeke Vandenberg is. Vandenberg. Who? I don't know. He went 8-14. Zeke Vandenberg. Exactly. Yeah, I don't even know who the hell that guy is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tavius Robinson, I think, is a good pick there. I mean, he had some couple decent. I think, in two decent years in the in the SEC, and you know, I don't like I said, probably a safe guy that's going to be at least a good rotational uh, defensive end for a team in the NFL. I mean, other than my own picks, uh, Darius Rush, the cornerback, I think that was a good pick this late in the draft. Yeah. Um, my two picks, I took two safeties that were not. Um, at the combine, they did have productive college years, and they're from smaller schools. Um, and these are probably the—I mean, I just feel like if they can get drafted, they can—they—they they could secure an in-the-box role in the NFL. And that was Quindell Johnson from Memphis and Nico Bolden from Kent State. Right? Yeah. They're—they're kind of like to me. They're—they were dart throws, and and I felt uh, they were able to get drafted. That they would, they could end up being very well, you know, good darts. So, yeah. Um, 
let's see, round nine. Probably not anything that stands above the board in round nine, actually. Um, I mean, I don't hate my MJ Anderson pick, but I'm not overly excited by it either. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tyrus Wheat that you took, I think, you know, I think at this point in the draft, that was a good pick. Uh, around the final, the end of the draft. Let's see. Um, I took two cornerbacks again, but the one guy I think that I do like, or I say there's two guys. Um, if I wasn't taking corner, I would have taken the guy, the guy that you took later, later in the 10th. Uh, the edge from right. At this late draft, I think he's worth a shot. He was in, he, you know, he got, he was on by, I think he did well at the combine. Um, so late in the draft, pick, and then, um, Mary safety from Duke. He's in the, I think, if he drafted, he can have a potential in the box role. He was a, uh, he was that, um, moved to FCS, I believe, um, or he went to, here. Yeah, he could. I also like. Uh, I like. I actually. I mean, uh, Thomas and Hodges. I think that's one of the cornerbacks. Yeah, because I think he. Uh, I think he's going to find a good, a decent fit, like as one of that kind of coveted nickel corner roles in the NFL. Yeah, I took I took him and for the same reason, right? I feel yeah, they can both fill that role, and so. Yeah. Corner was a need for my team. We're both still sitting there. I kind of a fan points per points that were still available. And that's kind of in the draft. 131 players were drafted, right? Just kind of show you how deep this uh, this league is. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, the last three rounds, it was going to be a ton of guys that don't even get drafted so um on that so that pretty much uh wraps her up i think yeah i think um so i think next week we're gonna or next episode whether it's next week or not um is we're gonna talk about uh a campus to camp and draft right supplemental draft um, i believe so that- yeah in, in your league that recently took place, it was auction draft, offense, and um, IDP. So we're going to talk about some of the IDP and and uh, what it costs to get those those players uh, coming up next week. So, yep, and we'll know, probably have some uh, spring uh, football camp news, right? Spring news, maybe some more transfer portal stuff, right? Because the yep. the portal just opened up. What um, I think it opened up Saturday, right? But you know, it's but the compliance people weren't in the office on Saturday, so those no. names probably won't. Those names should start filtering in first today and the early part of this week. And also, you might start hearing about destinations of, of guys too. So, yeah, I'm um, sure they'll start figuring that stuff out. So, it's about uh, I guess that's a wrap. 
yeah. So you know, listen, to the like, re- listen, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts: Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to uh, DM any of us on Twitter. You can find me at Justice underscore twenty three eighteen. Um, you can find Hollywood at Hollywood Titan, and you can find Brock at Chopping underscore score KC, and also at at Debbie IP Grind. So. Hope you all have a great week and peace out.